Hello everyone, you are listening to Express Your Shelf with your hosts Cindy and Sika. In this podcast, we want to talk all about our favorite medium. We will be talking about books across all genres and topics from the perspective of two black women living in London. Books are so important. They can help us understand the human condition, how we perceive or navigate through the world, uh, our own subjectivity and experience, how they can challenge us and get us out of our comfort zone. But they can also reconfirm our biases. So the first segment of our podcast will be Reality Check. This is where we just talk about the past week, how we've been. And because this is our first episode, we're just going to do a little introductions about ourselves. So I would like, Sika, you can start and introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, um, yes. So I'm Sika. This is my voice. Um, I am 25 years old now. (laughs) Haha, lol. (laughs) <laughs> it was 25 just last week guys yeah I feel old and rejuvenated though um but I am actually a mechanical engineering graduate from Loughborough Uni all the way from the East Midlands um originally born and raised in Zim in Zimbabwe um I live in London East London to be specific and I what else do I say about myself oh my god I don't know <laughs> What do I do at the moment? I work uh, in payroll, so I'm a payroll assistant at the moment. Nice. Books. I guess I'm here. Yeah. Um, Okay. Um, I'm Cindy. I am 23. I'll be turning 24 this year. I studied geography at UCL and I'm currently a finance assistant um yeah and I'm here because I love reading always love reading can't remember when I wasn't reading and yeah what about you Sika when did you first fall in love with books and reading um I I don't think I can pinpoint it to one specific moment because I've Mm. always been around books Mm. they've always been my escape um, my um way to escape the world yeah same same I think I remember when I first started really liking books I think it was when I was like six my dad was like oh you're playing with your dolls too much and I was like what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) and then he says the next day I come home from school and all my dolls are like taken away and, and I never got them back and I had a few left only so I just had to, I don't know, use what else was around me to entertain myself. And yeah, so I just went to books to read. Yeah, so Cindy, how um, has 2020 and slash the bit of 2021 treated you? Uh, 2020 has been interesting. I guess we've all been in the same predicament, stuck at home, COVID. Um, yeah, 2020 has been mostly not great. But 2021 seems not too bad so far. But then again, thinking about all the stuff that's happened over the past three months, there's been so much already. Yeah. I just don't know if I'm ready or have the, I don't know, mental capacity for the rest of the year <laughs> if this pandemic is still going to continue the way it is. Um, but yeah, 2020 was okay for me. Um, I feel like I didn't feel it as hard as everyone else just because mm. I was quite lucky to be in a position where I have a job yeah. um, and I luckily graduated in 2019. Oof. Oh my god yeah. Yeah so that was I was very lucky with that so I could get a job quickly 
and yeah like my family's been fine um yeah. yeah so not too bad I've managed to like I don't know really work on myself over the part last year as well and mm. I've read quite a few books too and then this year I think it's just more of a continuation of the growth that I did in 2020 and trying to move that forward and progress in 2021 and read way more books in 2021 what about mm-hmm. you how was your 2020 and how's the first part of this year going for you um I think 2020 was way more hectic for me because I was still at uni um I wrote final year exams for semester two um under lockdown so Mm -hmm. maybe the the start of 2020 was okay I was drained and all sorts but I can imagine so much more yeah it got it got worse in March when things slightly get better you know um but then post uni, post dissertation, um, I think I just took some time to regroup, mm-hmm. relax, and try to clear my head, I guess. Yeah. That was me being lazy for a couple of months. And then I woke up in October. I was like, oh my God, I can't do nothing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I think you deserved it. So you weren't being lazy. You needed the rest. I needed the rest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was also the, the the stress, I suppose, of not knowing what the job market was going to look like. Yeah. Prior to that, it was easy. I had so many, I had a couple of interviews lined up up until like lockdown started and everyone started sending emails about withdrawing their vacancies, cancelling assessment centres and all that sort of stuff. So it was so uncertain. But yeah. I, the time when I was doing nothing was good for me because that's the time that I used to sometimes fix my CV Mm-hmm. that and you know just regroup didn't yeah. um but I've sort of gotten back into my reading routine um, oh nice yeah I've, I've actually I'm not reading as quickly as I normally do yeah I am reading again which is something yeah. I've been struggling to do I couldn't pick up a book and read <laughs> no trust me even me like when I after I graduated I couldn't read that much afterwards I just needed a really long break yeah yeah. yeah but yeah for those of you who don't know Sika reads really really quickly like she can read like a book every day a book a day you could do it easy I think it's easier with non-fiction really yeah because I, I feel like I read fiction with a voice in my head with with the voice like I I read it like someone is narrating the story to me because I get you like to get into the characters yeah invest more into the story and enjoy the storyline whereas yeah fiction you're absorbing facts and you're interrogating yourself and all that kind of stuff so it's easier to quickly read through a non-fiction book in a day compared to a, a fiction I, I I like to take my time with fiction I suppose maybe that's what's happening um maybe I feel like I'm a lot slower in processing non-fiction and with fiction it's like reading a story for me is just so easy like I don't wow. know oh, okay yeah yeah it's just okay. I guess the way our brains work differently yeah like yeah. even in school I used to condense factual stuff into and make it into storylines and that's how I remember things oh okay. yeah like with like I don't know like science and geography like especially physical geography yeah. I used to just make it into little stories and then how, do you, how, the, how do you turn tectonic plates into a story <laughs> oh easy like okay if you if you like remember the story of an eruption like Mount yeah. Etna 1990s or something 
I would remember all the human impacts and then also kind of weave that into I like understanding how the plates moved oh and my how like magma rises. I, I just I kind of narrate it more than remembering hard facts. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I said that's a really good tactic though. Yeah, I think it's just because I have a really vivid imagination. So anything I can visualize it quite easily. Yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah. be good at remembering case studies then. Yeah, oh, the case study is always the easiest for me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I still remember stuff that I learned in year seven. <laughs> wow, you should write a textbook. No, oh yeah. yeah so for people to remember tectonic plates and Mount Etna eruptions. Or just make like little songs, we used to make little songs as well, make it easier to remember things. Yeah. But yeah that's really okay. that's so cool yeah i guess so maybe it's a bit more effort if i just i don't know that's just it's just how my brain works so what what did you read in 2020 um so uh 2020 like i said i didn't read as much as i normally do mm-hmm. um but there's about three four distinct books that i remember mm-hmm. um Reading. What books did you enjoy the best that you read out of those? I think Queenie. The okay. Gave me. Yeah. I think it's because mainly, you know, when you judge a book by its cover. Yeah. We always say, don't judge a book by its cover, but I did. No, I did too, until my friend forced me to read it as well. So. And then you forced me to read it, yeah? Yeah. So I ended up reading <laughs> Queenie. Um, I specifically remember the point when I started I decided to read Queenie because you gave it to me ages ago. Yeah. Alongside a couple of other books. Like I read all the other ones and I mm-hmm. left out Queenie. And yeah. About midway, no, not midway. So it's like end of March. Um, lockdown, nothing to do, depressed. And <laughs> <laughs> so I picked up Queenie and I was amazed by the book. Like it, it was so relatable. It is, isn't it? Yeah, you underestimate how much value it is to see yourself in a story. Mm-hmm. It really is. The it's... lingo, you know, like even the storylines, even the things that the character was going through, like he was also relatable. It was so, I don't know, I loved it. I think, I guess that's why I loved it so much. Yeah, like the way she narrates, like where she lives, going yeah. on the tube, on the buses, around, seeing people, just the culture of after work drinks or the in-office yeah. dynamics things up to do with hair and like I don't know the way yeah. different people are around Queenie as well how race yeah. plays into it so subtly as well it's just amazing yeah yeah her, her, her character I feel like is um there's little bits of us in her character yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah. I remember you said that you found Queenie insufferable at one point or at some points yeah I feel like she's such a bad decision maker sometimes <laughs> But aren't we all? Yeah, I guess that's the, the, the thing you said to me, though. You said she's so imperfect. That's what makes her so relatable. And so, yeah. um, what's the word? I can't remember the, the exact word that you used, but that's what yeah. you said. And it's true. It's true. It was frustrating. Mm-hmm. So when I look at myself, sometimes I'm frustrated with myself. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> People are probably frustrated at me yeah yeah definitely like why why the hell do you decide to do these things that's like queenie yeah it's true it's true 
yeah Queenie is so good I think everyone should read Queenie like it's I've heard some people say it's like Bridget Jones diary but like black women who live in the UK yeah Uh, but I think it's way more than that I think no matter where you are in the world or who you are or your identity you can always there's always some things to like glean from that story yeah yeah it's kind of similar to like Americana but more fun in my opinion anyway yeah, I also I feel like the reason why like Queenie would stand out stood out more for me than Americana is because mm-hmm. how relatable it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot closer to home. Yeah, literally, it was at home, it's just in yeah, London. It was, a, yeah, 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 it was, a, yeah, it was <laughs> literally at home. So I think that's what made it so vivid. And you know, you tend to if someone understands, you can listen to it more. So I paid attention to Queenie way more than I did Americana yeah okay i feel like i remember so much more from queenie than i do the other book and i know you said compare but i am comparing unfortunately well we all compare so you're not bad for doing it yeah yeah i i agree but there's some bits of queenie that i've kind of forgotten actually no yeah i probably remember more from queenie than americana americana yeah yeah Yeah. in terms of characters i can still draw quite a bit from queenie Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I need to reread Queenie. Yeah, the best friend, Cheske. Oh, yeah, Cheske. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and in Americana, what's the main character's name? I've forgotten the lady's name. And isn't her husband, like, or the guy she took to, Obinzi? Obinzi, yeah. Obinzi is yeah. the guy. I can't remember her specifically. I remember I remember scenes from her, the hairdressers. Yeah, no, same. That's the and one that we really yeah the hairdressers and that lady the auntie who had that husband and she was cheating or was it the sister and the auntie was the sister it wasn't an auntie no i think it was the sister uh and then when her sister's son tried to kill him himself that was really sad yeah yeah i think that's one of the most profound um sections in the book yeah yeah Yeah. i agree it's tragic but it's not that it's not tragic tragic it's true life (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah do you read a little life as well last year didn't you yeah um i read i can't i think i read it just after exams that's like the first book that i tried to read maybe that's the book that's responsible for me not touching (laughs) books yeah a little life will do that to you yeah yeah that's that's a painful read it is it is it really is it's it's very harrowing if you guys haven't read a little life it's about um a group of friends and it just like talks like it's just a story of their lives yeah yeah and it's quite um it's quite interesting lives and their traumas i suppose yeah that's true and it's very it's very diverse as well Mm, Um, yeah but yeah, it's really, really, really good novel. Like I can't believe the late um the writer author. What's her name? Yan Yana Hanigahara, I think. Um yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um she like wrote it in like a year, which is amazing. I don't know how she did that. With all the emotional turmoil in the characters, I would be yeah. I was actually crying when I read that book. <laughs> Yeah, towards the end, you're like bawling every chapter. Yeah, it's it's just it's so much. Uh, it's a it's an emotional roller coaster. 
It is, it is. Mm. And yeah, trigger warning for you guys. If you're like triggered by things to do with, I don't know, mental health and stuff, I probably- It's graphic as well. I think maybe yeah. it makes it hard to read. Like that is yeah. extremely vivid. Definitely. So yeah, definitely a trigger warning for like mental health, self-harm. I would not suggest reading it if you are triggered by those things. Yeah. But yeah, 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 Little Life really, I know it's really, I don't know, upset a lot of people. But I think it's amazing that a book can move you so much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's one of the most memorable books I'll probably ever read. Although (laughs) I would never pick it up and read it again because I know what I went through. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I would highly recommend someone else read it yeah I would too I was yeah um what what books did you not enjoy that you read last year um I've got so many that I enjoyed mm-hmm. um I don't have I don't I didn't read that much so I don't I don't think I can handpick any and say I didn't really like this one I liked A Little Life but that's the one that I would never reread that's fair that's fair. Yeah, it's so good, but also it's just too painful. I was crying. <laughs> I was crying in the middle of the night, yeah? Yeah. So I don't know if I want to experience that again. So I don't have a word. I've got a couple, a, a lot of really good ones from Okay. But okay. What about yourself? Um, in 2020, I read quite a few books, not as much as I would have wanted to. But one of the best books I think that I read was probably the Broken Earth Trilogy by N.K. Jemisin. I'm Mm. not into like science fiction or science fantasy or speculative. Actually, I do like speculative fiction, but the Broken Earth Trilogy. Oh, my goodness. It is phenomenal. It is the best trilogy I have ever read in my entire life. It's amazing. Really? It's just so incredible I guess maybe it's because of like my geography background I really appreciate like things to do with the earth and uh, um, I don't know yeah all that type of stuff so I really enjoyed it and he was in like science fiction and I guess I really liked it also because at the heart of it it was like based on um, it was about like black people and black women and people of Mm -hmm. various skin tones like very diverse um just the world building as well is just incredible like I could just imagine everything so vividly the way she writes is just so beautiful like I highly recommend but then I know most people wouldn't really like the Broken Earth trilogy so I am not too I wouldn't quickly recommend it to everyone to read so uh, yeah so it's it's got it's it's got a certain a very niche audience basically I think I think it does yeah but um all of her books for that trilogy won the Hugo Award, if you're familiar oh. with that award. Yeah, so it was really groundbreaking okay. work, what she did. I also read In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado, which yeah. was a memoir, and it's really, really good memoir. Honestly, it's just amazing. Um, and it's, Carmen- quite, it's quite telling because you don't like memoirs as well. No, I don't really like memoirs. I never really gravitate towards them, but I was like kind of in a reading slump. And I mm. wanted to try something different and I saw lots of people reviewing it. It's yeah. not that popular, but I think um I think it's yeah, lots of people know about it. Um it's just about um this lady who writes a memoir about her abuse, the abuse she experienced being mm-hmm. in a in a 
same gender relationship with another woman and how people don't really talk about abuse in um, lesbian relationships and yeah. how she experienced yeah the yeah what she experienced and um, she goes into a lot of like theory and she plays with a lot of different themes to talk about how abuse happens and what mm-hmm. it does to your psyche as well but she also yeah. pulls a lot of concepts from like um, I don't know about like pop culture and stuff that seeps into this like idea that um women in same-sex relationships don't, don't get abused yeah and don't yeah. yeah don't abuse and don't get abused so yeah I think I, I think that's that's like a, a really um that's a really good book I would actually want to read that one because mm-hmm. I feel like it's so there's a lot there's there's not enough conversation around the fact that like abuse is it's not it's like it's, it's like bullying yeah friends like in in friendship circles people get bullied all the time yeah it's true you mm-hmm. the same gender you may be the same anything yeah but you'd still it's about uh, uh, um it's mental gymnastics yeah exactly it is. it is yeah so i feel like if you take out the 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 the, the context in which you normally uh, understand abuse yeah you know yeah, I think it's just because, like, yeah, dominant narratives is that men are the abusers and so women can't abuse, but they do abuse. Yeah, and it's just, it's, it goes both ways as well. Men who do get abused by women. Exactly, yeah. And in a little life as well, they play with that theme a lot where men also get abused by other men too in relationships. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very much in the mental. Like, if I can convince you that you're nothing, I can beat you to a pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's awful. But yeah, um, I guess I read a lot of heavy, dark stuff. Um, <laughs> I also read um, Temporary by Hilary Lichter. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. She talks about, um, it's kind of like speculative fiction as well. Quite absurd. Um, mm. And it's just about a woman who takes up lots of temporary jobs. And it just, like, yeah, it sounds really weird, but it just it just shows like, the kind of like alienation you feel living in a capitalist world where you're trying to find a career but you can't yeah. find one and like how jobs define people so much and she's struggling to find a job a career something to like live with and yeah make money and survive so she takes up all enjoy, these- I suppose. yeah exactly so she takes up all these really strange jobs and yeah it's just like i don't know like her just fleshing out yeah capitalist alienation i guess so yeah okay that one sounds you, you read so so many more like interesting books I, I, don't, I don't know yeah i think so too I, I i do i i think they um they've got way more de- they, they, they're quite deep true no but i read a lot of like surface level as well like very <laughs> normal contemporary books like the but i didn't okay, really on that note which yeah. books did you not enjoy then um uh, I did not enjoy uh this is maybe a hot take but I didn't enjoy my sister the serial killer I saw a lot of people hyping it up and talking about it but I just didn't like it that much I thought the writing style was okay I know yeah. it's like I think it's young adult fiction as well so maybe that's it but there's some so young adult fiction yeah yeah that's true but there's some young adult fiction that I've read that I do enjoy so I think it was just that book mm. I also read um uh Dark Places by Gillian Flynn it was okay it was quite dark but a bit too mediocre and mm-hmm. I also read um 
what else did I read? I also read Stay With Me by Ayobami Adebayo. I've seen people say that they really like her work and that she's good, but I just genuinely did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> I thought it was just mm, not good. Mediocre. <laughs> yeah, mediocre. But it's fine because there can be lots of like black women who are writers who also can be mediocre. There's so many like mediocre white writers, so they can also be loads of yeah. mediocre white men, um, black women too, or black people writing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, another book I really liked was Girl, Woman, Other. By oh, yeah. It was so good. I didn't really like the last few chapters, but the first couple of chapters was just amazing. It's quite powerful. Yeah, it's really good. Like, mm. most of the stories have stayed with me even till now, and I can remember so many of the characters and what they experienced. If I remember correctly, it's like a, 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 um, there's a lot of, not little stories, but like everyone has their story yeah a couple of stories happening at the same time right yeah it does yeah it's like different women and they're all kind of linked in some way and Mm. yeah it's a really good one I think we should make up um an episode just talking about that yeah Yeah, I was gonna say um I read a girl woman other and then I also read a called purple mangoes oh yeah 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 so purple mangoes is a bit it's a bit like, you know, a little life, how vivid the descriptions are. Yeah. It, it, it's sort of like that as well. Okay. Mm, so interesting. That one I read and I put away as well. <laughs> really? You won't pick it up again? No, I still haven't read I always recommend it to people, but um, oh. some of the things I remember very vividly. Mm, so mm. I, I, I don't think I'll um, indulge in it again. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's quite, it reminds me I, I read them one after the other but they always remind me of each other the two books oh really mm. oh, okay what are your reading goals for this year Sika um I I would love to go back to my reading rhythm mm-hmm. I'm like reading a chapter a day okay um, I'd love to go back Especially because like I don't have uni to stress about anymore. Yeah. And like a, a book a week. Okay. Is, yeah, me- it's reasonable. <laughs> and if I can do more, then great. But if I don't, I'll just stick with one one book a week. Okay, nice. What what what's currently on your reading list? Like, what are you looking forward to read? This um, year? I've got a I've got this I've got a lot of nonfiction. Okay, what nonfiction is this? So there's a book called Dancing Bears, The Truth okay. About People, Nostalgic About Times Under Tyranny or something like that. Mm-hmm. That book actually was recommended to me when I finished placement at Whirlpool. There's a Polish guy. Uh, he was like sort of like a manager. He recommended that book to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Unnatural Causes, which is like, this is a book written by a person who does postmortems. Ooh. <laughs> about the different causes of death I suppose oh okay um, yeah so <laughs> the hypochondriac in me was just like oh, okay that's not gonna be for you <laughs> <laughs> but don't you find it fascinating though that sometimes someone can walk into the A&E be in tatters and someone can walk in just fine with a minor minor something like a pain on the finger or something and they die and the person who, who came in with broken limbs and everything is a person that survives. It's, yeah. And I think it's fascinating. I guess that's what made me pick up that book. I, I remember I specifically, I was like, when I got that book, I saw it, I was like, 
that natural causes I really I was like oh my goodness I need to read this oh my goodness I thought I like dark stuff but mm, I feel like it's a bit too close to home like you're not thinking about your death how you're gonna die like I'm not scared of death but you're not like thinking like mm, what's gonna be the thing that I don't know it takes me yeah, yeah. could be you know but but also I, 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 I guess maybe my curiosity with this is much yeah. than that 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 um not fear but that that wondering how I'm gonna die is mm-hmm. I don't really mm-hmm. myself in mind I guess oh, okay mm-hmm. yeah um and then there's another one called borrowed power which is okay. discussing cultural appropriation and the power dynamics and all that sort of stuff okay that's um, I'm just going to my 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 goodreads list as well now so you can go through yours while I see what's on there and also listen to you um, okay, this is not sponsored by Goodreads, guys, as well. Yeah. And we know Goodreads has so many flaws and issues. So, yeah, yeah. This is, a this is just us, yeah. We just use Goodreads. Yeah, we do. Um, so, yeah, my reading goals for the year, I'm trying to read 50 books this year. So that's basically just about a book or so a week. Um, a week, mm-hmm. a, bit, a, bit, a few more days. Um, but, yeah, 50 books this year. I've read nine so far. So I'm kind of on, I am on track. I'm probably ahead of schedule. But um, yeah, I've I've been finding it quite easy to like read a lot this year. Just because I've been reading a lot more varied than I usually used to. And I guess, yeah, like working and having like a nine to five job. We're lucky to have a nine to five job, but like it gives you a lot of structure so you can fit in your reading quite easily throughout the day or like in the evenings Mm. and on the but yeah so that's what I'm reading um that's my reading goals for the year what I'm excited reading uh read what I want to read I have so many books I want to read like I have like over 200 books on my (laughs) reading list but um I recently picked up um quite a few books uh the first one that I've picked up recently is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo it's I've mm. seen it all over book talk and you like booktube and yeah. so many people are talking about it and yeah it seems interesting so I'm, I'm just gonna give that a try it's not my usual type of read but I'm trying to expand my horizons and if, then, if I saw that book on a shelf I would be drawn to it just because of the title yeah that's true yeah. it's just so interesting that there's like the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo because there was that other book that came out like a few years ago called the seven and a half lives of Evelyn Hardcastle yeah. and the titles are so similar so, yeah weird. um and then I'm also got this book called take a hint by take a hint Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert it's supposed to be like rom-com type of novel I don't read rom-com or romance (laughs) I usually don't like them even though like I'm I'm definitely like a hopeless romantic but I just Mm -hmm. don't like that genre much I find it quite cheesy but I thought I might just just push myself to try something that I don't usually go for and by a black British author writer as well and I think I used to follow her on Twitter so it's quite interesting to read okay oh also I forgot to mention actually I wanted to make a conscious effort to sort of try to read more black but also African authors Mm. I will be able to find during the course of the year but hopefully I'll be able to share those as we go along 
yeah yeah we should definitely do like explore that topic a bit more later on so guys look out for that um uh, in terms of non-fiction i'm currently i will on my reading list but um i wanted to read the british museum um um, the benin bronzes and how they were stolen and Mm. like topics about the history of those objects museums um the power of museums and yeah we like what is it called repatriation of the repatriation yeah yeah. of studio yeah so just talking about stuff like that i'm always interested in museums and like the power and knowledge of museums and how they shape histories and how we view stuff so i wanted to do that um i also have a book called um dead famous by greg jenner um greg jenner's like um British is like a historian kind of and he did horrible histories he was like oh, one of the okay. writers of horrible histories and he has a podcast called you're dead to me and I absolutely love it and he's got a book that came out recently <laughs> and it's about what pardon what a name for a podcast though yeah it's true <laughs> but um, the book is called dead famous <clears throat> an unexpected history of celebrity from bronze age to silver screen so those was yeah, to talk about the history of celebrities, like I know people coin um, Lord Byron as one of the first celebrities. Yeah, that would understand it now. So yeah, and I also wanted to read another um, nonfiction book, which was about. This sounds quite strange, but um, uh, <laughs> I wanted to read this book on the cultural history of gender and class in late victorian britain about clubs mm. gentlemen's clubs yeah okay so, yeah so i in like during my degree i was really interested in like cultural and historical geography rather yeah. than so yeah so i wanted to read that and i'll see how it is oh my god i am so jealous of your reading list like as soon as you started i was like oh my goodness because i judge books based on titles like, oh, okay. really flamboyant and whatever like if that oh. if it's not um musical or whatever like it doesn't really yeah. uh what's the word i grab you yeah it doesn't grab me the same oh. way so some of the titles that you've been mentioning mentioning i was just like oh okay <laughs> really like, i would really pick that up like i'm really curious what's behind that title you know yeah i get you yeah, yeah. there's another book well. a few Pardon? I might be stealing a few a few from you. I'll be stealing some from you as well. There's another one called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism by Shoshana Zuboff. I've seen it like in Waterstones and foils yeah. and stuff. I've seen lots of people reading it, so I thought it was quite interesting to read. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever yeah. picked up a book because someone was reading it on the tube? No. Really? <laughs> <laughs> a challenge one day. <laughs> and things go back to normal read a book from someone on the tube no 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 maybe but I just I I feel like I'm quite judgmental with the books I see other people reading so I'm like like sometimes I feel some people read books on the train on the tube just to like as part of their image like I've seen someone read a really dense book like what's that book by um can't remember the name of it but it was something like you can't possibly read that on the train because you how are you going to concentrate like that's not a book to read on the tube no matter how smart you are 
I feel like I can read on National Rail train. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Poop. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they're really, they're really, really, like, really dense. It wasn't too dense, but like, it was just like, this is a book where you just need a quiet space and to make notes. Like, I don't know how you're possibly reading it. So I just, yeah. yeah. Imagine reading A Little Life on the Tube. I think I've seen someone read A Little Life on the Tube. Really? Oh (laughs) my God. They were at the start of the novel. That's why they were reading on the Tube. (laughs) That's why they were fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. I, I, I caused the deviation. My apologies. No, no, that's fine. Um, have you seen any books that people have hyped up that you want to read, like really popular books? And you'd be like, mm, this is interesting. Or you'd be like, mm, I really don't want to give it a try, even though I know so many people have read it and said it's good. Um, I guess maybe that book for me last year was Queenie. Yeah. It was all over the place. Honestly, like, when you turn around, you go to a cafe, there's someone reading Queenie. Yeah. Waterstones, it was pasted all over. Um, Instagram, everyone was talking about Queenie. And it's, it's that kind of where I put my hands down and I was like, pink cover, braids at the front. It looks like a teeny teenage fiction love story. Yeah. Hearted girl fiction kind of thing yeah and boy was I wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's true um, I've seen yeah. um I've seen lot this was on my reading list it's called the invisible life of Addie LaRue I don't know if you've heard of it I'll show you the uh, cover. No. this is the cover but um oh, okay lots of people have been talking about it like I've seen it on like like book TikTok and yeah. everyone was hyping it up saying it was amazing etc etc and I I started to read it and I'm like, this is just not, the writing is just not good. <laughs> it's like, it's so overhyped. The Goodreads rating is really good. And there's like 160,000 people rated it. So, you know, like. Wow. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Especially for Goodreads. But like, yeah. there's something about the book. It just doesn't grab me at all. There's like, oh, it's just, I just don't understand why so many people have hyped it up. It's just, no it's not that good at all but then again I haven't read all of it so I was just I was literally just about to jump in and say maybe it's um because you've started reading it maybe towards the end it's really good true maybe but I I don't know if I can continue with trying to come back to it again and again and again see for me it's like animal farm you know how everyone always draws these lessons from animal farm oh no, did you did you hear the conspiracy theory about Animal Farm? No, what's the conspiracy? Oh, theory? oh, 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 oh! I think... Okay, guys, this is the queen of conspiracy theories. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the world who won't okay. look under like the um the the the, the billboard signs, what's your, the, the 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 display banners, yeah, because there's yeah. conspiracy about them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell us what's the conspiracy theory. Basically, okay, it's not really a conspiracy theory, but it's basically kind of like a conspiracy. But George yeah. Orwell wrote Animal Farm, and he wrote it because I don't think he agreed with what was happening, like Soviet Russian stuff. But mm-hmm. then there's lots of bits of um, Animal Farm that was changed and skewed, I think, or edited in a certain way. Also, and you know, Animal Farm, the film, the yeah. film was commissioned to be made by the CIA. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, I I watched Animal Farm, I think maybe when I was much, much younger. Yeah, like some of the stuff that is... the 
some of the ways in which the script's been written and stuff and the way it's portrayed in the film kind of skews the meaning of what George Orwell wanted it to be. Yeah, just so that it was more like just for propaganda and stuff. I don't know how true this is, but I've seen this online. So, yeah. And again, how much of the things we consume are filtered down or controlled? Like, even the food that you eat is controlled. True, that's true. And yeah. if all this literature that we're claiming is objective is also yeah. filtered. True, but yeah, it's true. But yeah, um, yeah, Animal Farm is obviously, yeah, it's, it's very like critical of um, communism and socialism and stuff. But um, <laughs> I think communism. But uh, yeah, so Animal Farm is. Hmm, dubious i think oh okay and that, yeah. yeah i might just want to read it and yeah. appreciate it a little bit more <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah yeah i see what you mean about how animal farm is like hyped up and just doesn't match up to your expectations yeah i i just got lost in pigs playing rebels and <laughs> but also i think it's Animal Farm needs to be studied alongside something. It's not a book to be read in isolation, like people make it out to seem. Yeah, I've had books actually that I've enjoyed purely because English literature, yeah, like Death of a Salesman. If you ever want to read it, it's a play by Arthur Miller. Oh, what? which one? Death of a Salesman. Oh, okay. I've read the other one. The Crystal. No, there's another one by Arthur Miller. Oh, he's got so many. So many. Yeah, he's got so many. <laughs> um, no, that's Tennessee Williams. I do this every time. Every time you tell me this, Arthur Miller, I always confuse him with Tennessee Williams. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I think I I read them around the same period of time. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think there's I think you're right because there's some books where you just would never read them by yourself. Yeah. You're compelled to. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. It's a bit yeah. like uh, Paulo Coelho, uh, oh. book that my mom was talking about. Oh, the secret his the secret. What's it called? Oh, oh God, it's oh, such a famous book. <laughs> yeah, I, that book is so bad. What is it called? Let me let me look at it. I literally remembered his name and I forgot the title of the book. <laughs> yeah it's true he's like portuguese isn't he oh the alchemist the alchemist oh, yeah. that oh my goodness i'm sorry if you like this book but that book is awful <laughs> i think awful. we've been bashing people's taste for too long now <laughs> if you don't like my perspective on arthur miller oh, not arthur miller um yeah paulo quillo i'm sorry but that book is so it's so bad yeah, as some people say it has to do with the age you're at when you're reading the book. That's the same thing people say maybe, about the Bible. Maybe we give it a go when we hit 30. No. <laughs> <laughs> I really doesn't agree, guys. No, I think I have to read it when I'm like maybe 60 or 80 when I can't even like, I don't know, take in 10 one. pages yourself anymore oh no that it's just so up itself it's just so wishy-washy it's just so writing style is just so clinical and bland and not clinical in the sense like Stephen King is very clinical in his writing so formulaic it's just awful and I I feel like there's nothing that grabs you in the book there's nothing that keeps you going the reason why I turned the pages over was because I was pushing myself to turn the pages over yeah same 
I couldn't even tell you what the storyline is now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe at some point we need to bring in someone who read The Alchemist because it's such a, a popular book across age groups. Maybe they can shed some light on what, on, on, on what exactly the, the, the hype is. You know, you just can't see the hype. Maybe we need someone else to bring in a different perspective. Maybe they might be able to shed some That's light. Maybe. Yeah maybe but i i really i don't know i read it with um my boyfriend as well we read it together and yeah. we'd go to like the coffee shop and read it and i we just both could not get that far into it i think i only got like halfway <laughs> and i was like no this is you guys get a milestone i think i read like a third <laughs> it's awful no i'm sorry no one can convince me that that is a really good book <laughs> Oh. And what he says in the whole book probably could be said in like 10 pages then. Yeah, about the shepherd. Yeah. I just remember there was a shepherd. And he was going to go in places and someone would say, go here. And then he went there and then he'd sleep here and then he'd look at the stuff. It was just so like, oh. But maybe also it's because of the business. Huh? Maybe it's because of the translation as well. Maybe if you read it in the language it was originally written, yeah. it was way better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. But yeah. So, what are you currently reading at the moment? I'm reading, I'm still reading An Orchestra of Minorities. Okay. I bought this book a while ago. And spoilers, what drew me to the book, the title. <laughs> um, oh, it does sound quite nice, the title, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's written by a Nigerian guy, Chikozi Abiyoma, Obiyoma. Mm-hmm. And it's about um, Igbo cosmology, Igbo mythology. Mm. The book is written from the perspective of this guy's chi, his guardian spirit. Okay. Yeah, so I, I really like the way it's written because mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think the first time I read it, there's this small phrase this small paragraph or line where he's written it and the way he has written it is like I could literally imagine my grandmother saying that exact line but oh, really? in a different language oh yeah I it's it's, it's like you know proverbs in yeah languages I could yeah. really translate that particular paragraph into a proverb a proverb that I I I, I knew Oh, okay oh come up with you know like in a different language so i think yeah. i don't know what he he writes he, he's in america or something mm-hmm. so i don't know if he's multilingual or mm. but it's, it's a really nicely written book and it's narrative there's not there's not too much dialogue and quotation marks i don't like books that are like that for some reason oh, oh really prose yeah so i like prose that's, okay. I like reading A Little Life as well because it's prose, yeah? It's, yeah, it's, there was a lot of prose, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that's, that's maybe what makes her able to um, describe things in detail. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. What are you reading? Um, I'm currently reading, gosh, um, it's a book by Susanna Clark. It's called Piranesi. I mm-hmm. think that's how you pronounce the person's name. Um, so Piranesi or Piranesi is, was a famous like architect, drawer, okay. artist. Um, so he, he did like some famous architectural drawings of like, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen them, but like 
um a massive like house with like loads of staircases and the staircases are like kind of like I don't know um in a weird complex system like kind of like a labyrinth you've probably seen the like drawings or imitations and like inspirations from it so yeah yeah, she um it's just about um Piranesi and him being stuck in this weird house and there's someone else in this house who's trying to help him access this thing called the knowledge or the great and secret knowledge and yeah it's just very interesting um I think it's quite that you read I am just in awe. like what made you pick up the book how did you get to the book in the first place um I think I I was really I was I was watching a documentary about um how like how mental illnesses were like thought about in the past it was on like BBC and then they used one of his drawings they mentioned this like architect and then I was like oh I've never heard of this architect but then I had heard of it I'd seen him reading I'd like seen people referencing him but I didn't know who he was and then when I searched his name I saw that there was a book as well inspired by this architect and what he created so I just thought "Mm, might as well just buy it and see how it goes that's a really um it's quite an unconventional basis for a book. Yeah, that's true. It is. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm also I'm also reading um the British Museums, which is the one I mentioned earlier on the Benin oh, okay. colonial violence and cultural restu- restitution, and I think it was published by Pluto Press, and I really like the publisher Pluto Press. So yeah. Any particular reason why? like um they do a podcast with and they're quite radical i think so okay okay you always read two books at the same time um no not always but sometimes i feel more in the mood to read another book than the other so Mm. if i've had like a really stressful day at work i would prefer to read fiction than (laughs) non-fiction to escape (laughs) escape yeah exactly (laughs) If I've had a really relaxed day or like on the weekend, I'd prefer to read nonfiction because I feel like I have the headspace for that. Okay, okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I think uh, I I rarely read two books at the same time. Maybe that's why I'm able to read so quickly. Okay, yeah, that's probably um, it. Yeah, I can't. Mm. Last time I the last time I read two books at the same time was because I was revising. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And that was the different books I was choosing to read. <laughs> so yeah. Um, do you have any books? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say it's interesting because there are some people who actively read so many books at the same time. Like I was talking to this um woman at some point at the bookshop and she was saying, Yeah, she likes to read like three, four books at the same time. Oh my goodness, that's um, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I would never finish them yeah I wouldn't too yeah. I, I get confused the only reason I also read two books is because sometimes if like when we could still go out if I was commuting yeah. or going somewhere on the train I would mm. like to have a train book or like a reading book that I read when I'm on public transport and then okay. a book that I needed to like really sit down and concentrate on because if I'm reading a really heavy book I can't really take that out with me but I still want to read so I'll just end up picking up another book and it'll be like a library. Me, that's where audiobooks come in okay yeah I don't mm-hmm. like audiobooks I don't prefer audiobooks but mm-hmm. um on the train 
on the tube was noisy as it is, I could probably just listen to an, an audio book because then I'd, I feel like I'm making use of time. Well, you know, I know we've got this obsession with productivity. That's how I, that's yeah. it manifests. <laughs> okay. Oh, interesting. I don't really like audiobooks, so I'm, it's really good that you can do that. Yeah, they're not my go-to. They're not my preference, but they just mm-hmm. wait, I guess, in my life. Hmm. okay what what are you what would you recommend like what's one book that you'd recommend for people to consider re- like reading or put it on their, on their reading lists um one oh my god just one just one for this week let's say um I've got two so these two people neither of them are authors so I'll just pick one at random so I'll pick the one that comes first in the alphabet I'll just pick uh natives okay natives okay I think that's that's a book that could be so it's quite relevant at the moment okay um so it's natives race and class in the ruins of empire written by Akala it's very eloquent Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. is an eloquent speaker in the first place he's a rapper I suppose he has to be eloquent Um, yeah yeah so he wrote it really well as well Mm. I'd recommend Anyone reads it. I've sold it to you many times. Yeah, I, it's on my reading list. I just haven't gone around to reading it yet. Because <laughs> um, I don't know. Just yeah, I just haven't yet. But I definitely will. Yeah, you've got a lot of interesting stuff in your plate though. So thank you. I think I hope I don't know, but I will definitely get around to reading it. Um, I would recommend. Hmm, probably their eyes were watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. Oh, you finally read that, did you? Yeah. Did you have you read it? Um, I, I read it ages ago when I was younger, and I watched the film. Did you like it? Because it's got a lot of like um, what you said you didn't like was like lots of speaking in it, like not that much prose at all. Yeah. Um. I I I I I, I read it like I think I was fourteen. Mm, okay. Fourteen. Yeah. And um. See, I think I, it, it's changed slightly in the film. So I feel like I'd conflate the two things, what was changed, which was which. Yeah. I thought it, it was quite good. It was quite good. Read it again now. I think you'd appreciate it more being actual, like, an, an adult. An, an adult, yeah. And as oh a my black God, I'm an adult. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but, but yeah, um, okay. So yeah, that's your yeah. recommendation. Is, I read that recently. I read another one of her books, Jonah's Gourd Vine, but that was the first book she created. And, oh, okay. But it wasn't as good, so I would recommend Their Eyes Watching God. Um, I think it's really, really good. Like, the way she just, uh, I don't know, portrays the dialect and really immerses you in that world back in, like, the 1920s. Yeah, so the scene, the setting yeah everything was just really I really liked it and it wasn't too much about like slavery or anything it was just about, about the woman. her yeah exactly yeah exploring yourself and understanding who you are and yeah it's just it was quite it's, I really enjoyed it really enjoyed it now, now that you say it like that I feel like those are the things that I overlooked mm, yeah. um, I was so uh, like I, I wouldn't have the context, I feel like I, the context in which the book was set, the things that were happening behind the scenes, yeah. I didn't have, I didn't at the time when I was reading it, sort of like appreciate fully. Yeah, yeah. To write a book about that time and still execute it so well. 
so relevant to, for today literally yes. the themes in it i'm like oh my goodness like black women are still experiencing this like it's just yeah incredible. but it shows you how little has changed as well for black women which is quite mm-hmm. sad as well yeah yeah so yeah i think that's all we have for today yeah hope you enjoyed the episode yes and please let us know if there's anything you guys have been reading that you would recommend to us and maybe we'll consider reading it um and yeah you know where to find us on all of our socials uh express yourself at on Twitter and on Instagram and yeah see you guys next week